Glory be to God. Hallelujah. God is faithful to his word. And when you're faithful to his word, supernatural results take place. What's rolling around my spirit uh, today is when you're feeling dry and hard, say you're at church and, and the, the spirit's moving. There is a um, revelation, a holy utterances is coming out, and and people are just you know being touched by God, and the worship is powerful, uh, not just good music worship. I mean, that's there's there's a place for that, but it's anointed. It could be just you know a, a psalmist with a guitar, you know, um, an acoustic one, and it's not even a good acoustic guitar, but the anointing is present. And you're feeling cold and you're feeling hard. Uh, I've been there. I've done it. And, and what I did to get in that state is I chose something to replace the position only the Lord deserves. Only the Lord gets number one position. And yeah, I'm still talking about relationships this this month. It's February, Valentine's Day. Relationships. It's things that the, the Bible has a, a slew of scriptures, especially in the New Testament, that deal with relationships. Old and New Testament, when you think about it. But when you are are cold the lord seems cold to you and you're in a meeting that that people are being blessed and things are happening and you just got this hard heart it's because and i know this because i done it like i said earlier um i chose things above the lord i made the i marginalized the lord and not that he's holding a grudge against me, but I chose it. I made him secondary or, or tertiary or quaternary or all the other areas. And my heart got hard because I was busy. And usually, for me at least, because I grew up in a big uh, entrepreneurial family, it's all about making money and, and being a righteous business person and having a good work ethic and hustling and uh, even biblical stuff, being busy with ministry, which should be flowing out from the heart and not in some uh, drudgery. Uh, it's like giving. God, God uh, loves a cheerful giver, prompt to do it. Well, giver giving is ministry. And if you're doing it begrudgingly, you're volunteering begrudgingly, uh, to your account, it's not really, God's not getting anything out of it. I heard uh, Brother uh, Keith Moore say that one time, you know, Keith, if if worshiping me, basically, I'm going to paraphrase it, if if you're not getting anything out of it, you think I'm enjoying it? Uh, praise you, Lord. Praise you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Raise your hand. Look at each other. Talk. You know, I mean, you're, you're, you're phoning it in, as they say it in the acting world. You're not really in the moment. 
You're phoning it in. You're someplace else. So you, so you have this dynamic going on, and you're hard, and you're you're cold. Uh, another Keith, Keith, um, Keith Green. He's passed away in his twenties. A really gifted uh, musician and singer songwriter. Um, had a song called "My Eyes Are Dry, My My Faith Is Old, My Heart Is Hard, My Prayers Are Cold." And I know how I ought to be alive to you and dead to me. Oh, what can be done with a hard heart like mine? Soften it up with oil and wine. The oil is you, your spirit of love. So it's the dynamic of how, okay, we got ourselves in a a situation here. We got ourselves, not that we're overtly backsliding, not that we're overtly doing things that... uh, um, uh, that's moldy, immoral sins. We're just getting cold. We're getting hard. And of course, you. I'm like a uh, redeemed record. And I think good ministers are, especially pastors. I'm not afraid to reiterate and reiterate and reiterate for for my hearers because it's important. You 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 never not need. You know, you know, we talk about the pure milk of the word of God and moving on to meat. You never not need milk. You're gonna you're gonna have some ste- milk with that steak. Okay, you always need it. And so you're you're in that state of hardness, coldness, and like I always say, is what are the three major areas that can shipwreck or at least contaminate or hinder your faith fear pride hypercritical hypocritical bitterness unforgiveness otherwise you're bitter you're judging people you're altered something moved you over into that it could be pride you're judging people who are not as smart as you quick as you not in the same uh, tax bracket as you, so you look down upon them. You got to guard against that. God actively resists the proud. It's not passively resisting. It's an active thing, and you're feeling it. You're feeling, wow, God, you mad at me? No, he, he didn't stop loving you, but he ain't happy with you. How we treat people, uh, holding our faith with partiality, read James, how we treat the poor, or people who are not quite uh, enlightened as as we are, we got to watch those attitudes. But getting back to my main point was, you know, being a um, uh, being part of an entrepreneurial family, you you start thinking and, and to the point where everything is you're driven by it. Even, especially in the circles of prosperity, and I'm 110% with prosperity because you're no, you are battlefield ineffective if you don't have the fire, the favor, the friendships, and the finances. And that's prosperity, my friend. Finances last, but it's still part of the equation, especially in this fallen world. If we could just get our superpowers from the sun, like Superman. <laughs> We don't need to eat. We don't need to, you know, 
clothing and shelter and all these different things, uh, we live in a different world. We live in a fallen world. So money or some type of incur, uh, currency, barterdome, whatever, uh, will be part of the equation. And so we need the fire, the favor, the friendships, and the finances to minister, to be a lover, to serve the Great Commission and the pure and undefiled religion before the Father. How, you know, let's establish some outreach churches and just and preach the word. Yeah, that's good. Preach the word and nothing else. Amen. But there's things we do as well in ministry, in our Christianity. We don't just say, be filled, be blessed, be, be warm, and you walk away. <laughs> well, um, how, how are you going to win that person over if you are going to be like that? You're not. In fact, you're gonna be you're gonna give fuel to the devil on uh, on how to um, how to repel people away from Jesus. That's the importance thing. How do we not repel people? How do we reflect Christ likeness to people? His love, his mercy, his goodness. And of course, getting back to my main point is being a lover of God. Uh, it's amazing. And I've done this myself. I'm, I'm, I've been guilty of this. And thank you, Lord, for your mercy, your, your forgiveness, and a restoration power, healing power. He heals the backslider. Amen. But, um, you know, they can't drink out of an empty glass you're full of hate and bitterness or you're full of uh, just busyness because that's what I'm referring to about doing even noble stuff that that uh, is uh, your proper responsibilities and duties as a, a person in Christ uh, as a husband, a father, a, a sister, brother, son, daughter to, uh, you know, to elders. There, there are legitimate stuff that uh, we need to, uh, we need to be doing. We need to be a doers of the word. But what happened, uh, you know, you look at Revelation, that the Lord himself said to this church, you know, I, I'm pleased with your deeds, but you left your first love. And so he encouraged them to get back to your first love. I'm paraphrasing, obviously, because I'm driving along here. Get back to the first deeds. What were the first deeds when you first got saved? All you want to do is word, worship, fellowship with God, obey Him, walk with Him. You know, daydreaming about being snatched away like Enoch 
so you can go be with the lover of your soul and you just wanted to love him because you had this revelation of his love and that's all you cared about well I didn't finish the uh, the lyrics uh, of the Keith Green song was you know uh, what can be done for a hard heart like mine soften it up with oil and wine the oil is you your spirit of love and the wine is the blood the power of the blood when you see the word blood the blood of Jesus specifically you want to think of his love you want to think of his goodness this beyond understanding love and to get back to your first love you know to, to overcome the hard heart the coldness yeah you got to forgive forgive everybody just blanket it just i forgive everybody father and there's a specific situation i forgive i forgive i forgive you figure it by faith. You forgive with the power of faith. Faith is an authoritative spiritual force. You declare it. You decree it. I forgive. It's not about emotional feelings. You can look at someone who's done you deep harm, deep pain, and your emotions are in sync with that pain, and you want to give that pain back to them. Your emotions do. But you don't. You, born-again spirit, do not want to do that. You don't want to do it. Because of his love, the power of love that's on the inside of you. His, God's love. Jesus forgave me, and I'm commanded to forgive. In fact, there, there's, there, it's a deal-breaker for God. Freddie Point Blank says, if you do not forgive your brother, he will not forgive you. Not cannot, he won't do it. What does it say in the Lord's Prayer? Forgive us, us, forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. It's a blanket statement. That's a that's a good faith statement. Forgive me of my sins as I forgive those who sin against me. As I have it's, it's a it's a now statement. As I forgive. In other words, I've done it. As I have forgiven sins of the others. It's hard sometimes. You get in bad relationships, you procreate, you got deals, you got to deal with that nonsense, and they don't care about the things of God. They don't care about holiness and walking in love. They don't even care about the child. All they care about is revenge. All they care about is power. They provoke and they provoke and they provoke and they provoke. To what end? What's their goal? Well, 
Strife is the manifest presence of the devil. And those who work strife in others, God hates. I don't care if they call themselves a Christian. I don't care if they have pastor in front of their name. God hates strife. And strife is the manifest presence of the devil. You can't walk in love. You can't walk in peace. Then you need to get along with the Lord and repent. And renew your faith in Jesus. I can't stand them for what they did 20 years ago. I, you know, of course, dealing with situations where your character is being defamed by people, lied about, people bearing false witness about you, begrudging, Bible talks about in the King James Version, uh, begrudge not one against another. That, that really spells it out, doesn't it? Do not begrudge others against other people. That's a very uh, willful thing to do. And now you're working ill into other... Now you're an agent of the devil when you begrudge one against another. I don't want to be his agent. I renounced his... I, I, I transferred from his government to the government of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it can be tough on the flesh. That's why you have to feed your spirit. You have to spend copious amounts of time in the, in the word and worship. There are, situa- there are people in prison right now who failed to do that and they were born again. And they got caught in a situation where they lost it. So I advise against people who, who, who are sensitive to, to um, justice and the injustice of the world. The, the evil that goes on in the world. Don't feed on the news. Don't get, don't get that spirit. Of, even though even it might be principally conservative, because we, we obviously tend to lean towards the conservative side of things. Doesn't mean all those politicians are are godly. Doesn't mean that spirit of constantly. Don't get me wrong. We're called to be a voice of righteousness. We we do need to be on the front lines and and keeping America free and making any other nation free because we got the great commission to serve. There there are billions of people still on planet Earth that. Um, haven't really heard the gospel because government has kept them in check has held back the, 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 the free expression of the word of God so we need to, we need to keep this yeah it's prophetically you read the Bible you study eschatology you know there's going to come a day when we're not going to be able to do that where people will, uh, governments will, you're either, you preach or die, or die really. Things are, it's going to get back to that. But we can, we can stand in the gap and hold that era, the future era of, the, the, of that. We can hold it back 
as long as we can. We can push that back until the very last hour right before the rapture. So we can continue to be fluent and flowing in the Holy Spirit, fluent with the Word of God, fluent in love, and keep feeding, feasting on the Word of God. So when that day does come, when there is high uh, accounts of martyrdom for Jesus, legalized killing of, of Christians, it's, um, we'll be strong. We'll face it the way Jesus did because of the joy set before us. We'll, we'll do it righteously and properly and give him glory. But you can't do it if you're, if you're carnal. You can't do it if you're a cultural Christian or an outer court Christian, if you're controlled by your emotions and your feelings. Where, where, you know, I don't have peace about that because you don't subjectively like this or that or the other. And you want uh, your emotions to be relieved. You want your flesh to be relieved. You got to get to the point where it's like, I got to put my flesh on the altar and let it be crucified. I got to put my emotions under the word and let it be crucified. Now, with that said, I want to encourage you that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So there's a joy, a revelation that will minister to your emotions, even in the midst of martyrdom, even in the midst of persecution and rejection. That's something to, uh, to be very conscious about, especially in this next couple decades before the rapture. Our time's short. This age is coming to an end. And we want to finish strong. Maybe you, uh, maybe you uh, jacked around a little bit and backslid like I did for years, you know, off and on for years, going back to the wrong church. Not that I'm transferring blame and responsibility to my own free will choice, but there is a you, you know, there's there's grace because. I was ignorant. I didn't know enough to get out of that outer court church that was preoccupied by really unimportant stuff and didn't preach the full the full gospel. Didn't teach and train like pastors are supposed to. You go to church, you need to realize you're going to training school. You're there to train in Christ Jesus. To be to, to face those days. You know, soldiers train for the battle. And they're prepared to die in that battle. I, I, I'm, I'm not quite sure we have that mentality. And many most Christians, at least in the, the westernized uh, world... We, we're more preoccupied. Our priority is prosperity. And if we get a health crisis, we want to be healed. And we want to uh, have a, a great marriage, which is all good. 
but it, it's not it's not a primary or secondary or tertiary dynamic in the sense of our love for the Lord. We're to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our mind. And yeah, we're, we're called to be prosperous all the way to the end. We're called to be blessed all the way to the end. Paul was blessed all the way. He had enough money where he could rent an apartment and people would come to him. And he had church in, in, in that apartment all the way until his execution. But his heart was prepared and he had many seasons of fastings, many times were uh, sleepless nights, many travels where it was uh, pretty rough, pretty tough. And he was fully prepared as a good soldier to endure hardship. We got hardship ahead, but we also got joy, unspeakable and full of glory. We got um, martyrdom ahead, but we're going to face it just like Jesus with boldness. We're going to continue. Uh, to keep the joy set before us the way the way Jesus did Peter, Paul even John who who did not get martyred he was the one that the only one that wasn't martyred they tried to boil him in oil, oil according to uh, church tradition and he just come out unscathed it freaked him out it freaked the Romans out to the point where they're like, um, we're going to put you over on the alleys of Patamos and you can just you know, be there. We're not, for some reason, we can't kill you. And that's where he wrote at least Revelation, if not also the gospel, his gospel. But there's, there's power made available for those whose hearts are completely his. His eyes are going to and fro through the earth looking for hearts that are completely his so that he may show himself strong on their behalf. That is, that is a, a, a heart Scripture there. That is a pivotal, essential scripture there to understand why we want to give our hearts to the Lord. That's why we want to forgive our enemies, forgive those who have defamed our characters or hurt us deeply. We forgive, we forgive, we forgive with the power of faith. Faith works by love, and love works by faith. When you, when you, uh, when you love people in a humanistic way, it's impotent. It's not strong. It fades away. It's quickly forgotten. But when you love in faith, and you faith in love, I'm feeling a, a series coming on here, <laughs> to, to, to love your enemy 
at least in in word and deed, at least in your prayer closet, because some people are are they're just too dangerous to be around for yourself or for your, for your loved ones. And there, and there's a wisdom there too. Uh, I'll go into some some actual events that have happened to others, where they they wanted to walk in love and then they made themselves vulnerable and it actually ended their life. Spouses uh, abused spouses try to and de- not try but forgave and wanted to love the other spouse. And it, it cost them an early death. That wasn't God's will. God, God, if they were listening to the Spirit, God would have told them, uh, stay away from them. Forgive them from afar. Uh, you know, David himself is a good example about somebody who wanted to habitually uh, kill him and in the moment of clarity when he blessed Saul and showed he could have killed him by by his his own spear he snuck right on in and proved that he had, was had no designs against him and in that moment Saul realized that you he, he wept in a moment of temporary repentance, or at least emotional repentance. Unfortunately, it was, he still, he still uh, couldn't repent, or wouldn't repent, I should say. He was rejected by then. And David was smart enough not to reconcile with Saul. That's the point. When you're with somebody who, who just is dangerous, not just psychological or words. We're talking things that could, could seriously damage your life physically, reputation-wise. God's get, Even when my backslidden state, the Lord would be like, don't, don't go with that person. Don't date her. Don't 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 go down that path with with them. Don't move in with them. And it, it really panned out. You know, people tell you they love you, but not enough to do something about it. Love will love, love will do something about it. And you can wait months for them, and they still won't do anything about it because they're all about themselves. But we forgive. So as I meander in this talk, 